0: This podcast is called Obsessed, Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest Get some secrets off their chest, you should listen, it's the best
1: Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw I am sitting in my home with a return guest, one of my favorite guests that I've had on the podcast She's been on a couple times, she is a comedian, she is a puppeteer She has strong feelings about bangs, and she has right now a big bowl of fruit it's Phoebe Bottoms.
0: I mean, I would I would say it's more of a plastic bin. It is more of, of a fruit. plastic bin.
1: I was being very generous describing you it are, as a bowl. I got
0: overexcited. I, I realize that through the power of audio medium, I uh-huh. could have let you trick the audience into thinking that I had a more civilized receptacle for my no. water-based fruit, <laughs> but I don't... I'm no. not a liar. I'm no, it looks like you cheap.
1: bought it at the store recently and lost the top on the way here.
0: Um, contrairement frère. <laughs> Sherlock, you've got seventy-five percent of it. <laughs> I walked up here and on the way I stopped into Ralph's.
1: Excellent choice. I
0: bought here here's what I love about this particular fruit is uh it's four ninety nine, which competes with the fruit stands oh. that are $5. Oh, really? hmm
1: So you, can you taste that penny of savings with every giant melon bite?
0: Here's the thing. <laughs> 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 yeah, you can't. I, oh, I don't know. I like being able to look at the fruit before I buy it. Yeah. Whereas at the fruit stands, which another obsession of mine, I have the phone number of my fruit stand guy. Oh, really? Yeah. George. George, you have his phone number. I attach so quickly and intensely to the people that give me food. I'm like a stray (laughs) raccoon. Or there was a story about this turkey who attached to this family because they kept feeding him. He was an orphan. And then he got really territorial and attacked people in the town and they had to, like, take him out with, like... But it took, like, five bullets oh, to take him down. To take the
1: turkey down? Yeah. Was he a super turkey? Were yeah, they he feeding was, him, like, steroids? Turkeys are
0: so mean. No, but he had a band of rogue turkeys. He
1: was leading a revolt.
0: Yeah, and all these people were calling the cops. And <laughs> so they have all these, like...
1: 911 <laughs> like, calls about turkey, yes!
0: turkey, turkey. Because he was... People were terrified of this turkey. And then when... Uh, when he was finally taken out, everyone was Im- too embarrassed initially to let the other townsfolk know that yeah. they were scared of this turkey. And then the whole town was like, "Oh, oh, we were all prisoners of Tom the turkey." He could. And when a they joined name. together,
1: they had power when they could all admit their fear. Yeah, power to the people,
0: and they were stronger for it. But the man and woman who raised him, essentially, because he was an orphan turkey because his parents were killed by hawks. I'm not making <laughs> How any How do of you this
1: know the Did you read a book? Is there like it's a, a long it's book? It's an
0: episode of This American Life. Okay. That is my favorite. <laughs> and I could tell it to you like Ira Glass.
1: Yes. That's not very good. Uh, but it's an actual uh, good segue to your actual obsession. It
0: is. Because it's kind of
1: a horror story. It's
0: a, It's a, <laughs> I should have just done that as my... <laughs> My is, episode. It's so scary. People had to carry brooms. I just love that they. What do you they mean they had so to carry
1: many... brooms? The turkeys just controlled the town for so long. Well, like, in order, if people are going to their local fruit stand, they're like, I have to carry a stick in case Tom the turkey, the orphan killer, gets me?
0: I. Okay, we're going to. He's gonna... an orphan and a killer, okay. not a killer of orphans. <laughs> I, I know what you I said. said. <laughs> I got really upset about that. <laughs> he, I can see it in your eyes. First of all, it's Martha's Vineyard, so I don't think they had fruit stands. Okay. I don't think they get fruit on Martha's Vineyard. They just eat chowder. (laughs) That's their staple. (laughs) So this turkey was probably raised on cream-based soups. And here we are.
1: Would you like to do an impression of Tom, the orphan turkey, speaking uh, in his New England accent about clam chowder?
0: Oh boy, there's a lot of levels to that. I can't say no. You're kind enough to have me on your podcast. <laughs> you can I, say no. I got a yes yeah. and it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> How's
1: that? It was worth it. it? was, was it? great. Yeah, That's it was okay. beautiful. I'm here please. All right, to please. let's get into your obsession. Let's do it. I think it's a perfect segue. Uh, your obsession, because I asked you if you would come back on the podcast and talk about something kind of spooky for Halloween as we're getting into October, I want to have some spooky episodes, and you thought about it, and after a while, you said?
0: Great deliberation. After great deliberation, I literally opened my eyes in the middle of the night <laughs> and said, are you afraid of the dark? I said it Maury. are you afraid of the dark? is it... as if... T- in exclamation of Yeah,
1: so there's not a question mark. It was a question a mark. I was exclamation caught point up in at the, the
0: sp- end of it. Yeah, I was caught up in the
1: spookiness. Okay. The Are you afraid of the dark? Are you a afraid discovery. Of the dark? Excellent. So for people who have never watched Are you afraid of the dark who have never even heard of it, can you explain it? Now, uh I realized I asked you a question and then kept talking, which is rude. But Not at all. Uh I have. I had never. I've heard of it, but I had never watched it until today. I watched one episode on YouTube, so I mostly don't know what the hell I'm talking about.
0: May I guess which episode it was? Sure. Was it the Magic Mirror one? It was because yeah. yeah. it's what
1: comes up first. Yeah. There I aren't... was running out of time, and I was searching for one with like. I saw on Wikipedia that there's one with Ryan Gosling and one with Nev Campbell. And, like, I'm gonna find a fun one. Like, yeah, screw it. I'll watch this one.
0: Um, there aren't a lot of episodes left. Okay. For. Free consumption, yeah. And at this particular moment, I have roughly about thirty-five dollars to my name. So <laughs> I deliberated for like three days. Yeah,
1: there are about thirty-five episodes on YouTube. Like, oh no, there's like
0: four <laughs> that I that I uh rewatched. Okay, but um. There are volumes available for purchase on Amazon Prime video okay. that I spent three days. I got counsel from my husband <laughs> on whether or not to spend the $7 to watch it. And he's like, no, you shouldn't. And I was Aww. like, I know in my heart that it's it would be massively irresponsible for me to do that. But at this particular moment in my pathetic dust bowl <laughs> <laughs> peasant life, um,
1: you are saving a penny on that fruit, Oh, dude. it's... How many? You mean you buy the four ninety nine fruit a bunch of times in that seven dollars right so there? So
0: often because I go to the yoga studio next to the Ralph's, so I just get fruit for yeah meals, and so I would I would definitely say I've saved about <laughs> fifteen cents.
1: <laughs> All right, so back to my original question. Then. Yes, I'm sorry. So, are you afraid of the dark? What is it?
0: Um. So I didn't get the volumes. What am I going to do with them after this hour and some change? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And uh, what was your question? What is it? What is it? Just okay. I want
1: people listening to the podcast who are like, what is that to have a baseline?
0: Are You Afraid of the Dark uh, Is was a show on Nick Splat, Nickelodeon. Uh-huh. Um, and it is uh, terrifying, objectively very <laughs> scary. I mean, it waffles between being... The corniest thing you've ever seen, Yeah. and genuinely terrifying. Um, it's a it's Canadian, which I have to say, <laughs> I hadn't found that out.
1: Oh, you didn't on know. the internet
0: yet, but I was watching an episode, and in the credits, there were a lot of people with M A C before their names. Okay, I was like, is this Canadian? And it is, and I. Can I'm excited about how I can identify? Yeah, what's Canadian and not so, <laughs>
1: by name spelling. Yeah. Uh, so growing up, you didn't know it was Canadian.
0: No, I didn't. Okay, Who cool. Cared, although I did go through an obsessive period about Canada. I loved Canada.
1: So this makes me love it, it, it even back. more.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Nightmare.
1: It all comes together. All right. So it is sometimes silly, sometimes horrible. It's kind of public acts, not public acts. I see, like like uh, a uh, uh, public television? Like it looked like. Some Doctor Who yeah. like, quality of, of film stock.
0: It looked yeah, like I mean classic I th-
1: Doctor Who. It's
0: it's like someone put a nineties filter on it. Yeah. The look of it is so flannely and <laughs> sort of like <laughs> grungy. Okay. Like...
1: It feels like Soundgarden is telling you this story in some it's,
0: ways. Yeah, it's amazing. Everyone's hair is kind of like ratty and you know how it yeah. was in the 90s. It's great. <laughs> I was alive. Um, yeah, so, it's, so it was a show on Nickelodeon. It was picked up originally... Um, Okay, well, the, the creators went into Nickelodeon yeah. and were like, hey, here's this show we want to do. And Nickelodeon was like, no, we don't want to... There's no market for scaring kids. <laughs> and then... <laughs> They sold it in Canada, then came back a year later to Nickelodeon to sell another show, and this new those executives presumably had been fired
1: because they're idiots because
0: they're stupid, and then this new executive was like saw their original treatment and was like I want to make this show, oh, and nice. so that's how Are You Afraid of the Dark came to pass on Nickelodeon. So uh, it aired. Uh, okay, well, let's let's just go back to the baseline. I think saying a baseline was important. So it's an anthology. Nice. So every episode is different. It's a different story told by a member of the Midnight Society. This uh, the,
1: is the part that's fun to me.
0: Oof. The Midnight Society is a group of multiracial co-eds, <laughs> teens, who get together in the woods at, I'm assuming, midnight, and sit around a campfire and each take turns telling stories. Now, my assumption is (laughs) that they're all virgins because (laughs) it's a group of multiracial teen coeds getting together in the woods at midnight and doing anything other than fucking. The fact that they're not in the woods having sex with each other is so... And they're at, like, fucking age.
1: Well, can't you... uh, Are they really? The the episode I I looked at, they were... Like, uh,
0: 15. Yeah,
1: yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, They're Jewish adults. (laughs) There's a reality of when us humans begin having sex. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Most of us. Some of us. Not me. Anyway. I have no baggage. Anyway. (laughs) How do we know that there isn't a second show that comes on, you know, in your head canon? It can be The Midnight Society tells a fun anthology... Horror story based on their own oh. anxieties and perspectives. Yeah, they put out the fire and then they all go off in the woods, partner up, and uh, and have sex. Oh, dude, I love that. Do you enjoy the dark?
0: This, <laughs> it's, it's are you afraid of the dark? Yes. <laughs> Semicolon. Let's, let's get fuck. our let's get our dicks wet. <laughs> uh, that was picked up by Nick at Night. I'm sure it was, was it was right before Full House. In
1: the in it. The th- the real one was on Nick Splat. Yes. Okay. Well, splat. What's that about? I don't know. Okay. I mean, let's you, move on.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to have that be a mystery.
1: Yeah. Let's just leave that a mystery. Yeah. I just wanted to point out that well, one should go Splat. Splat. Hmm? Yeah. And now we move on. All right. So that's the basic <laughs> conceit, though, is that it's an anthology horror show. It's Canadian, and it's got this interesting framing device that I think mm-hmm. must have made it more powerful to people who were watching it when they were teens or kids. Phoebe is raising her hand. (laughs) Okay.
0: May I also say something that I found out about the show, which I think is neat. It actually won the NAACP award for its first year for having such a diverse cast. Because the creators... No, Nickelodeon was like, we don't want a cute, freckled Disney cast.
1: Oh, wow. We don't
0: want any children hired that look like they could be on the Disney channel. We want... Weirdos, which is ironic because they initially asked Ryan Gosling to be in the Midnight Society, and he said no and turned it down to be in the Mickey Mouse Club.
1: <laughs> really?
0: Yeah, he's in and out. He's in that episode with Gilbert Gottfried where Ryan Gosling's little brother gets put in a glowing closet. And then Ryan Gosling has this snap bracelet he puts on an old man. And then Yago <laughs> has to bring his stupid brother out of the fucking death closet. I've only
1: watched one episode of the show and heard two described and I'm in Love. Yeah. I, and I need to watch the rest oh, so of it. so good. All right. So how yes. old were you when you were watching it then?
0: Oh, boy. Too young, honestly. It came out in 92, so I would have been...
1: I apologize. I would have to do math.
0: Oh dude, I'm I'm sorry for having to make you watch me try to do math. <laughs>
1: it's
0: like watching a squirrel who has two broken legs try to drag itself across a highway and you're like, should I just hit it with my car? I, I really
1: like squirrels. This is this I is I love squirrels. Me. Yeah. yeah. They're not murderers like turkeys.
0: No, dude. Turkeys are mean and dumb. I'm a vegetarian. And I used to eat turkey. <laughs> All
1: right. So okay. did you, did the squirrel make so, it across the road math wise?
0: Yeah, I think I was three. Okay. So, um, I didn't I definitely didn't start watching it then. I would say it was about 7.
1: Okay, so you did watch it young. Yes. Before you would know that you, these kids should be having sex. I you watched, feel as an adult.
0: I mean, I had a I had like an intuitive understanding <laughs> that something was amiss. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I was I was young enough to watch an episode and have it scare me so badly, it still scares me to this day. <gasps> Which episode is it? It was the pilot that aired on Halloween. 1991 and it, it was supposed to be a one-off special okay it's called um the curse of the claw okay and it's uh based on the monkey paw that short story yeah. by ww w. jacobs fun fact the claw in the episode is a turkey's foot oh it's a petrified turkey's foot
1: see it makes so much sense it's all coming together
0: it's, i just i like to have a lot of strings in the air and just to- braid them
1: it's beautiful you're just gonna
0: watch a grapevine I'm making a grapevine with my hands you are right like now.
1: always doing an improv herald oh man I'm... will these elements come together
0: dot <laughs> dot da, da, da okay <laughs> so it's the tale of the cursed claw is that the name of it
1: it sounds about right I don't right. wanna
0: mislead don't anybody don't worry about the okay. facts too
1: much I'm not worrying my about the facts doesn't There's... care about the facts I, don't... I care about your stories if you wrote down stories great I did but if it's just like I can't get the air date wrong I could give a shit no master. no no it's not the air date it's okay.
0: like okay there's just so much content. Okay. <laughs> no. Anyway, so it's this boy and his friend and they find this old turkey's foot. I don't think that's what they say it is in the yeah. episode. It's not and an old turkey foot. it's like got three talons. Yeah. And you make a wish on it and every wish you make, one of the talons disintegrates and like crumbles. Okay. And as in the original story... The every wish you make comes at a grave cost. Yeah. So I don't remember the first two wishes. I do remember the third wish, which was I believe his friend got, like they wanted to have a sleepover or something and the other kid's parents wouldn't let him. Yeah. And so the kid touched the claw and was like, I wish your parents didn't exist. (gasps) And then they get a phone call that his parents died in a car accident. (gasps) And I was like, your parents can die? And then I cried forever (laughs) i was so upset oh no and they come back to life unlike in the original story which i read a long time ago where like this lady's son he the son asks the claw for like 200 pounds and then he's killed in a machine accident at his factory but his life insurance gives his family 200 pounds and then his mom is like i wish my son wasn't dead and then here's a knock at the door
1: it's he's not right
0: Yeah, and she, like, wishes him back to being dead. It's not far... The point is, is it's not that far off from the story. Okay. And it was horrifying to me. And his parents came back to life. They weren't walking just, you know, like, decaying zombies, like, in the monkey paw, but, like... But
1: did they remember what he had done to them?
0: (laughs) No, I didn't... See, (laughs) that's the thing. No. If his... do you ground your kid <laughs> if you find out that his shitty friend has essentially wished death upon you?
1: I like, mean, you, you can't ground the kids or the whole conceit of the show collapses, right? They have to be able to go to the woods at midnight, ostensibly, every week. They can never get in trouble with their parents if the show collapses, the kids right?
0: Are, the kids are never in the stories.
1: Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah.
0: So it doesn't matter okay. what happens to the children in the stories. Okay. They're fodder for the midnight <laughs> society. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was really scary.
1: Yeah. So, did you stop watching then? Did you talk it through with your parents or kids at school? Did you keep I, watching it even though you were terrified?
0: I think I kept watching it. Okay. I don't remember what happened next. To be quite honest with you, yeah. I I probably conferred with my parents just to be like, "Don't die," and they responded, <laughs> "We won't." and just don't wish on a old turkey's foot any of the number of turkey's feet you have lying around.
1: <laughs> did, did they watch it with you? Did they know what you had seen that had upset you?
0: No, I don't think so. Yeah. No, we watched Ren and Stimpy as a family. We watched...
1: Ren and Stimpy could be a little disturbing or gross. Ren and Stimpy... Ren and Stimpy's body horror.
0: Yeah, that's, that's not... I don't have a problem with that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I guess in my modern day and age i have a different kind of body horror <laughs> female living in la yes. <laughs> this deep shame <laughs> the and, horror of the hollywood industry yeah, yeah the horror of what i should think i should look like all the time uh, but yes. that's separate from like a close-up on ren's <laughs> ass <laughs> or de-
1: boil on his foot or yeah more, it's yeah. the best anyway. so
0: we would like watch that, but I don't. I don't think anyone was watching. We weren't like sitting down and turning
1: on okay. Are You Afraid
0: of the Dark as a family.
1: Were you cognizant though, as a kid, once you kept watching, so the, it made a big impression. It, yeah. it frightened you. you. Had to go to your parents and beg them not to die. <laughs> uh, and then, did you keep watching it and get to a point where you like, you knew it was a part of your life? Like, I can't wait until it's time for Nick Splat to be on and I can watch. Are you afraid of the dark? Did you talk to other kids about it? Were you aware of it? Yeah,
0: I think probably, like, as I got older and they started doing reruns and stuff, I think I started watching it more consistently after the show had ended. Okay. Because it ended in 96, so I would have been six years old then. So it was just reruns, but they made 90 episodes.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so there are plenty to see.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was a big part of my generation for a number of years. Yeah. Cuz it wasn't like any other show on TV. Like you really felt something. Yeah. And at that time they also had Nick News. Well,
1: like was that like actual news?
0: Yeah, it was like news for kids. Oh, and I remember right. like trying to watch it and feel like a grown-up, <laughs> but it was such a bad idea. I didn't want to I didn't want to watch the news. What I wanted to watch was something that made me feel like a grown-up but it was still entertaining. Yeah. And Are You Afraid of the Dark gave me some kind of like sense of i'm old enough to be watching a show that has an old boat floating in it in the beginning and it's like the opening credits are the scariest thing about the show usually oh yeah there's so the theme song came to the uh the creator in an airport and oh. it makes sense to me a little bit like it's so disjointed that yeah it kind of is a reflection of the horrors of being at the airport
1: yeah yeah you know the the theme has the those images Mm -hmm. just quick flashes of different horror so it does have this like kind of typical creepy like the swing sets with no one on them and like the boat in the dock right yeah and yeah so that does seem like a good capturing of we don't know what's going to happen this episode but it's going to be fucking creepy
0: right i don't know if he also heard the laughing children Oh. In there, Like, maybe he just always hears the eerie laughing of children. <laughs> if that and is then something he
1: heard at the airport. And then it was just
0: scored <laughs> all of a sudden.
1: Maybe he just recorded it at the airport. Yeah. Just pulled out his little recording device. Like, <laughs> hey, children, laugh eerily. Uh, so you were creeped out by the first episode. Yeah. Obviously, it is a powerful thing to people who are of the right age. Uh, sadly, I, I was a little too old for it, so I hadn't seen it. But I really enjoyed the episode I watched today. Wow. Like, wow, I would watch more of these. The so, episode
0: you watched, I have some problems with. Okay. She says the word beauty so many times, <laughs> it makes me want to claw my eyes out. Did you notice that? Yeah.
1: I mean, it seemed like it was the theme, and they were going to let us know that by saying the word again and again and so,
0: again. So, it was, yeah. The okay. writing isn't always yeah. great.
1: But it has that fun, spooky, it like... Does. um. I think because it's the kids telling each other the story. So, A, that gives kids power. And then it just felt like just that episode was sort of like, we can deal with the horror of reality. I mean, that episode is about the yeah. kind of body horror you're talking about, of living in Hollywood body horror. Right. And the judgment of the female body and that your only value is being young and beautiful. But it all comes from the perspective of kids saying, like, we can explore this creepy idea for ourselves. Yeah. It's not a lecture from an adult. We're exploring this horrible thing ourselves.
0: They start the episode. If you you at home haven't prepared yourselves as you should, <laughs> I mean, you're going to put out a guide.
1: Oh, absolutely, prerequisite for sure
0: for everyone, all your listeners. Show to, notes, yeah, okay, for sure. So you'll know what I'm talking about at here. Pause at this home.
1: episode, watch all of our You Afraid of the Dark?" and come back.
0: So in this episode, um, what is it? The magic mirror,
1: curse yeah. of the magic mirror. Uh, yeah, I wrote it down. Tale of the mystical mirror. That's
0: it. Uh, it's a story of this woman in a, who owns this beauty shop and or boutique. Or, I have no idea what she says. She gets it's a fashion store, so they have something. like
1: hats and also bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> it's hats and bracelets by witch.
0: What a what a
1: place! <laughs> it was
0: Canada. It
1: was ill defined. Know? Yeah, it, it was, was clearly ill-defined. in Canada in near the woods.
0: But it turns out this woman is like soaking up killing these turning these girls in the town into dogs yes and somehow using their beauty as like everlasting
1: well yeah life. she was it, seemed, it by the end it became clear that she was making some sort of witch stew that she, and I love just how dumb and crazy it was that she needed to erode the self-confidence of young women yeah. so she could then feed them poison that turns them into dogs and when she had three of them she could cut out their tongues and put it in a stew so that she the witch could stay young and beautiful forever. You know, like you do. (laughs)
0: It's just another Thursday night for me.
1: (laughs) That's what we all do in Hollywood. It's just a basic dog cleanse, right?
0: Yeah, the old old switcheroo. (laughs) Anyway, I don't think the first girl that got trapped came back.
1: Yeah, because there were three dogs.
0: Yeah. Oh, she did? Yeah. Oh, because the main girl didn't get turned into a dog. Fair enough. But anyway, the point is the episode starts with... One of the girls in the Midnight Society, she's got a little bag of makeup she had to buy because they're doing family portraits. Yeah, and she's like, I don't want to wear makeup. <laughs> and they're like, Here's a story about how you shouldn't. I I don't know. I
1: and you don't like that, or you do like that? No, I
0: think it's interesting that it it's addressing what you were saying of this like, you know, this this preteen girl or teen. She's. If I say she's a preteen, it sort of negates my <laughs> earlier statement <laughs> about them being ripe for the pickin'. Um, so we'll, this we'll right girl. And- <laughs> <laughs> we'll
1: let people uh, watch and come to their own conclusion.
0: Fair enough. Uh, she's like, I don't know if I want to conform to having to, you know, look like something other than what I always look like. Yeah. And then I, I think it's an interesting jumping-off point. Yeah. Into the rest of this nightmare
1: yeah absolutely so they all kind of have these morals right like that the stories are uh, if if not that heavy-handed of a moral that they're coming from the perspective of the kid so yeah did you get any life lessons that actually stuck with you were you like i remember that episode of are you afraid of the dark and
0: i mean yeah don't don't hold a turkey foot and wish your parents died <laughs> <laughs> that's what i came out of that with um yeah i don't think i mean what they did was each so each member of the society had sort of they because they took turns telling stories okay. so each one of them had like a different theme that okay. they would usually go with like one of the girls would usually do paranormal stuff one of the guys would do he was like the younger brother of the head of the group so okay. he would do stories about like families not getting along because everyone thought he was annoying and then eventually like they end up being stronger okay so like everyone everyone kind of has these perspectives they're coming with that are attached to their stupid personalities. <laughs> so um yeah, I have to say also like I cuz I I definitely knew all that stuff but just as sort of a refresher to remember like what the categories were. I yeah. looked on Wikipedia. And I think I might be more obsessed with the person who wrote the Wikipedia page for Are You Afraid of the Dark than the actual show. It's so detailed. It's like you... They shot all of their scenes within a week. Yeah. There's no... con. Like there's barely anything to attach to plot-wise with the Midnight Society. Yeah. So the fact that this guy had like developed this weird inner life between all of them and, like, she's, this is, you know, these two had a story arc where they were like attracted to each other and it's like where are you getting this information from they- so that
1: guy whoever wrote the wikipedia or is updating it just made that shit up because i read that on the wikipedia page too i was like oh wow there must be some episodes where the framing device is longer in I order mean, to fit in all this narrative
0: i'm sure they are and maybe as a kid like i wasn't paying as much attention to that yeah but it's so detailed and so it took so much time to go through every episode and be like I don't know. I don't know. It, it's a lot.
1: Wasn't there like one entry that, uh, is this what you have notes about? I mean, yeah, sort of. It's just okay. Sorry,
0: I wouldn't forget names just okay. in case.
1: <laughs> there was one entry about a character who is in the first season, but then goes away right away? There's a couple of them who just move. Okay, they just Their leave. Their families just okay leave. Yeah. Okay. So did you have a strong connection to any of the characters from no. the Midnight Society? Or you were there for the story? I was there
0: for the story. I, I would love to know if someone was there... Just to watch the intro, yeah. Two minute intro. (laughs) The Midnight Society, fast forward through the actual story, and just watch the kids put the fire out and run away. Yeah. Presumably now to have raucous lovemake sessions (laughs) in a deeper part of the woods. Yeah. In Montreal.
1: The one episode I watched ended with them roasting a, a wiener tree, is what I'm going to call it. I think it's the young kid. I think They it's the have young names. Brother. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Frank has a name. He's not just I, that was not the a wiener a tree. That was not the name for the character. The he, he is eager to get the story done so he can eat hot dogs, and he produces at the end. This like branch, like a thing like you'd roast marshmallows on. But you know how normal humans just have like a straight stick with one marshmallow or one hot dog on it? He has this huge jutting thing with wieners hanging off of every possible stick. Wieners on every stick, Phoebe. It was disturbing.
0: I think that maybe, maybe you're right. There's absolutely a level of post-story eroticism (laughs) happening. (laughs) You get all riled up. Yeah. You get all spooked. <laughs> and then you pull out your wiener tree and run away.
1: No longer afraid of the dark. Embracing, <laughs> Embracing the scary the realities of being an adult in Embrace the Dark. Uh, <laughs> So you didn't attach to any of the Midnight Society kids. I was gonna ask you though. You read up on them. Mm-hmm. You must have recognized a little bit that they had a different perspective. Yeah. Did would you? Are there any that you gravitated to? Like I would want to hang out with that one. Like or that one is. I me. liked
0: the tomboy. Okay. I think her name was Sam. Uh, I, I liked her stories. Um, cause I like I fancied myself a tomboy. I was like a you know chubby suburbanite. Yeah. I was like yeah I'm gonna I'll be climb different stuff. Yeah, I'm going to wear big dog shirts and I'm going to dress like a 40 year old man and hang with the guys at recess in fourth grade. Um, I, I mean, honestly, like the episodes, the story them, stories themselves eclipse yeah. the mundanity of the intro and the yeah. end of the show. Okay. So, I, I mean, that's not a very exciting answer. No, but I, I like look. If I took a BuzzFeed test, I was like, "Which are you for the dark <laughs> character? Would you be?" I'd yeah. probably be Stig. What's his name? Is
1: Stig. It, I think?
0: Stig. Is it Stig? He. Can I?
1: Yes, you can check.
0: Can I just also read you? I looked up just just because I was like going down a rabbit hole of links. Um. I they there was a thing that was like, "What are they doing now?" What are they doing now? And Stiggs is the worst one. It's essentially like he has no online presence. He's a ghost. Oh, like the actor. Like Yeah, you, you yeah, yeah. that What are they doing now? Yes, Stig. Uh His name was something will be. Uh, this was his last acting gig. Before the show, he had small roles in various TV shows like The Outer Limits and movies such as Night Moves. After Are You Afraid of the Dark? He has remained virtually absent from the internet. How do you stay absent from the internet?
1: You know they there... like,
0: and this is everyone else. They take in account like their Twitter accounts and all this stuff. This dude. Has He's gone. No, who was
1: who was Stig? Which what was his character archetype?
0: He was like the stinky one. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Okay. What does that mean? Is <laughs> he like
1: the kid who like to play in the dirt? is uh, he?
0: It's my favorite. It's my favorite description.
1: <laughs> What's the his, one?
0: Stig, and this is what the Wikipedia guy wrote. His nickname may come from the term stigma, as he is marked as the outside for his notable lack of hygiene. Stig <laughs> is the last member of the initial uh, to be. In- Stig is the last member to be initiated into the gen- this generation of the Midnight Society. As such. He has only two stories in the series before the cast has changed. Due to the aversion people seem to have against him for his looks, both his stories seem to revolve around outsiders' judge, uh, judgment for their appearance and tastes.
1: It does sound like David Attenborough on planet Earth narrating a weird monkey.
0: Right? Yes. It absolutely does. <laughs> I, I love that one so much.
1: Do you remember Stig? Or yeah. Or are you dude, also like, okay.
0: Stig... Like, when he gets, he's, like, trying to get initiated into the group for a while.
1: How do you get initiated? Is it just, like, you can come, or is it, like, some elaborate Wait, weird... What do you
0: what do you mean? You what? can come. <laughs> like, like, you know.
1: No, I don't. <laughs> I mean it the way the word is used in the English language, with the E and everything.
0: All
1: right. Hmm. <laughs> you seem well, disappointed. no, well, okay, I'll embrace so the that, dark later.
0: Yeah, well, no... Nobody wants to fuck Stig, so that's Stigma. Why? That isn't in the show. This person who wrote the Wikipedia page was like, I bet Stig stands for stigma.
1: Right. There's citation needed on that, is what you're saying. Yes.
0: uh, It's so good, the level of inference that has been put into these, like, one-dimensional characters. One and a half dimensional.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because they're kind of like archetypes, but... And obviously, if they didn't land, they just got booted off the show, like they, their, Stig. Their
0: families moved away, and they have no online presence anymore. I think, honestly, like, are you afraid of the dark? Here's my conspiracy theory: Please. after reading what they're all up to right now, which is nothing, um, and a couple of them are like not around, uh, I think that "Are You Afraid of the Dark" is real. And the Midnight Society kids are living in a long episode of it where they just all eventually disappear.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, what do you think? uh, Is there a specific episode? Do you think this is a turkey claw thing?
0: Oh, always. What
1: do you think happened to them?
0: I always think it's a turkey claw (laughs) thing. Anything bad that happens to me, I'm like, that's a turkey claw.
1: You are obsessed with the whole show and not just that one episode, right?
0: I mean, is there, like, a subcategory for obsession? Like, I'm obsessed with the show, but I'm obsessed with the show because of that episode. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: it's your obsession catalyst.
0: It was so scary that it has made the show, like, an unavoidable part of my life.
1: Okay. But you do like some of the other episodes. I do. Okay.
0: There's a pinball episode. Have you heard of that one?
1: I did read about that on Wikipedia where a kid is trapped uh, forever in a pinball game. Yeah. It's
0: because he's, like... His boss is like, "Don't you can't play with the pinball machine after work or something." And the kid disobeys He's like, his Fuck boss. You. Yeah, and I'm so from
1: Canada, I'll do what I want.
0: You know the obstinate nature of Canadians. Yes, I hate them.
1: <laughs> Horrible people.
0: Um, uh, so he stays. He disobeys him. Plays the game. Gets sucked into the game, and it's and it's basically him trying to avoid getting killed by the pinball. Yeah, and then he wins it, but the game gets reset. So the assumption the, and then that episode ends, it's virtually just like, OK, well, now he lives in this game until he's killed by the pinball machine.
1: So it is it does end not with a happy ending. No. It's not like when the parents come back or like the one episode I watched, the the smart girl saved the the three vain and troubled girls and, you know, they didn't get dog murdered. Uh, <laughs> My favorite verb. <laughs> I said dog murdered and turkey murdered. I have a problem today. Uh, so there's a lot of happy endings, but a few where it's just like. Truly awful.
0: Which is what's really good about the show, I think. I wa- There's an episode on YouTube that I just rewatched. Um, I forgot what it is. It has absolutely, like, by far one of the worst cast of children <laughs> I've ever seen. Because here's, here's the thing is, like, they didn't want the Disney kids. They didn't want, like, yeah. they had a very specific idea of the kind of kids they wanted. But it's 90 episodes of all children casts so the array of talent goes from Ryan Gosling to like community theater kids.
1: To never seen again Stig.
0: Yeah. I mean they're not all that good. Yeah. So this one in particular has very bad acting in it, but it's really scary. <laughs> so it's this uh is Oh, one. it's old man Cochrane Oh,
1: old old man Cochrane. Old Man Cochrane.
0: Okay. These two kids move um move to some nice neighborhood from, you know, like, a rougher neighborhood. Okay. And it's these brothers and then this gang of bicycle kids show up at their house one day (laughs) and are like, hey, you should come play our game with us. And they're like, what is it? And they're like, "It's we play hide-and-go-seek in the cemetery at night. Ooh. They shot in real cemeteries also. Nice. Those aren't sets, but they had to have foam... Like tombstones to carry around because you can't show the names of the gravestones of the real gravestones, yeah, yeah. They
1: like shove foam ones over real ones, so they put foam ones over real ones. It seems like one of them
0: that I loved in particular was Vic Oil, (laughs) which I loved. I wrote it down and then I found that out. I was like, Good, good name, guys. Anyway, so they're like, Oh, but also the grave, grave digger lives on site he's been dead forever and you can still see him sometimes right yeah spooky so they go they're like all right fine we'll come hang out with you guys we want to make friends so they get there they're playing tag or hide and go seek they see the old man flip out the kids are like no you're lying there's no way that he's here and then they like, and then it like spins off into this stupid plot where they try to steal his harmonica to prove <laughs> to the other kids that he's there. It's so dumb. And this whole time I'm like, this is stupid. And then at the end, the the grave digger isn't dead. The children have been dead this entire time. Wow. It for some reason it totally got me because it's so. That's like so off your radar, yeah. Because they're they're running around scared of this guy, and then one of the girls is in a grave, and she's like, "Get out of here! This isn't yours. Go get your own." And they're like, "What are you talking about?" And then they run around, and this other kid's in one of the graves. Yeah, like you think doing hide and seek, and they're like, "What do you? We gotta we gotta go." Yeah, and he's like, "No, get your own grave." And then then the old guy shows up. And they say the kid, one of the kids' names and it like zooms in on a tombstone with the child's face on it, which I think is the most upsetting tombstone there is when there's like a laser etched picture yeah. of a face.
1: Like, is it a caricature? Like you went to the county fair and then...
0: Yeah, it's him eating a hot dog and,
1: <laughs> and like sitting on a balloon at the
0: beach. <laughs> He's got rollerblades on. Sitting on a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since I had a caricature
1: done. A <laughs> you know what I should do? I should
0: I should spend my last thirty four dollars. <laughs> I'm going to Didn't Venice. Did you have thirty
1: five dollars earlier in this podcast? I, How did you spend a dollar while we were talking? I, it's in, you know. All right. <laughs> Inflation is <over> <laughs> <laughs> The economy's right. not great. You are going to go to Venice Beach, and you are going to get a caricature of you sitting on a balloon.
0: I don't know, just to get back in touch with what caricature artists <laughs> are doing these days. Clearly, I am not up to date. No, on... I just
1: meant any any picture of yourself, especially a child on your tombstone. I would think would feel sort of cheesy, like it couldn't be a great portrait.
0: Oh, it's not. It's like a photo.
1: Oh, it's a photo. It's like
0: a photo that's been, like, lasered on. Okay. Like, if you go to Hollywood forever, you see those a lot. Okay. But it's real. It's creepy when it's yeah. a kid.
1: So how did this affect you? Did you see this one as a kid? I know you said you rewatched. I it.
0: I did. Ju- I remembered it after I had finished it, finished watching it. And was like, oh, the, like a, you know, like a memory that hides oh, yeah. in you. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh. Oh,
1: yeah. I've been re-watching some old He-Man episodes and I've been having that. It's a different kind of horror. <laughs> it's, I, mean, it's I forgot about so Crackers long. the Clown. Like, are you anyway. okay? No, I'll be okay. It's Are you fine. sure? Yeah, no, I just stay up all night and watch He Man, but I'm fine. Oh, no. all so, right. did you do you think that you got any acceptance for the horrors of reality from watching this show? Because it does seem to be saying to kids, "Hey, the world's scary, but you more times than not, sometimes sure you'll be dead or trapped in a pinball machine, but most of the times you can fight back against the horror and have a little bit of power." So did it help you feel like, I'm empowered?
0: Honestly, I don't think I've been empowered to face the horrors of the world until like four weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> until the actual world has turned into a nightmare. <laughs> yes. And now I'm like, oh, I might die. Up until that point. Like, yeah. up until I think the Rocket Man speech that Trump made. Yeah. I think... I think I, are you afraid of the dark? Didn't help me reconcile. It didn't like make me less anxious. Okay. I didn't resign myself to, you know, oh things can be a nightmare. Yeah. It was pretty. I've been pretty anxious my whole life, and now I've recently been like, well, Anything California could, could fall into the ocean right now. Yeah. A bomb could drop on us. Yeah. All I all I got to do is just sit here and eat my fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Still kind of worry about what I look like.
1: <laughs> Do some podcasts. Do
0: some podcasts. Yeah. And just trudge along.
1: Well, would you like to see a reboot of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Where Stig and everybody else <laughs> is tracked down from whatever mysterious dimension they've been they forced into. They get the into. band back together. They get the band back together. They're adults, but it's still the Midnight Society. And they are dressing more like, I, I think, these the adult versions of these kind of concerns. Where they have an episode that is about... There's going to be nuclear war. We can all see it coming. And yet, why as adults, can we not stop this idiot child man from threatening I don't know. nuclear war? I
0: think Stig's a Trump supporter. <laughs> Honestly, I think Stig has a lot of guns. I yeah. think Stig lives in Missouri. I think he moved to Missouri. He has no online presence. <laughs> He's like...
1: He seemed very calm and relatable.
0: He's resentful. Exactly. <laughs> he was seemed rational he seemed and fine. good. I mean, yeah. I mean,
1: there's no obvious warning signs besides no. purchasing dozens and dozens of guns.
0: He was rejected in his, his formative years.
1: <laughs> he was called stinky <laughs> by a Canadian television show.
0: He was called stinky by the Wikipedia page <laughs> of a Canadian television show. You can't get much lower than that. Uh, no. That is his mark on society he hasn't even tried to come out to make some kind of makeover like he bought some penguin shirts yeah and it has like done like a makeover (laughs) i got an it job and like i eat you know steamed vegetables with my meals well
1: if the actor who played stig is listening to this which come out come out wherever you are i say
0: please don't say it like that that's terrifying (laughs) now we're in the episode? Come out, come out wherever you are is the last thing that you want to say to conjure somebody (laughs) who is probably plotting.
1: Fair enough. That would be really terrifying if you just like came out of my bedroom Uh, right now. I'm
0: genuinely a little bit scared now.
1: (laughs) Because I said come out, come out wherever you are.
0: It's Uh, a scary uh, phrase. How about
1: stay, stay, wherever you are. Stay,
0: stay, go away. It's the opposite
1: incantation. They don't have to go away. Just stay where they are. Yeah,
0: I, I'll settle for that.
1: Don't be here, Stig.
0: Just don't, don't touch my monkey claw or my <laughs> dried turkey feet when you say it. Okay, I that's, think that's my a... only request. I think that's a
1: good one. All right, I'm. Gonna... You know
0: what I just remembered? What I was in math class in seventh grade,
1: <laughs> and this
0: girl <laughs> sitting next to me had a dried toad as a keychain on her pencil pouch. Okay, it was a full size toad. <laughs> Splayed out, mouth still attached,
1: uh-huh.
0: on like a key ring. Yeah. She just put on her pencil pouch.
1: Now, let's drill down into why you suddenly remembered this as we were talking <laughs> right now. Does that feel <laughs> like an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? No. No at Do all. Do I physically? I worry about my body image too. Do no. I physically remind you no, of a splayed out of, frog?
0: It's the idea of like dried animals. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like... I was like like, why would I have a dried turkey foot? And I was like, oh, well, that, that girl, girl had
1: a dried out frog.
0: That girl, Katie, had a that's not her real name, but I'm not saying her real name. Uh, I'm decent,
1: I'm a decent <laughs> person.
0: No, that girl had that girl had a dried toad attached to her pencil pouch. I bet you could make like if you spoke in some like old Cyrillic language oh, while yeah. touching it, terrible things would happen to you. Absolutely. And everyone was so grossed out by it, she took it off. Like, she didn't bring it back to school. And that's the one instance of, like, peer pressure that I really stand by.
1: So she was like a real-life stigma. Yeah. She, she got stigma. Katie was uh, stigmatized. She was stigmatized, but By having a splayed-out frog on her pencil pouch.
0: But at what point do you think that's a good idea?
1: Well, maybe she's just really uh, interested in anatomy and is like, I can't wait until we get to cut these open. You know how you do it with
0: it was already frogs? gutted and dried.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. But I meant frogs in general. Maybe she just really liked frogs.
0: Dude, I grew up in a weird generation. <laughs> Kids in my high school wore tails to school.
1: Like the, actual tales? Yeah,
0: the anime kids yeah. would come to school wearing tails, and they had stuffed animals. One of them picked a mole off his neck and ate it during reading. <laughs> I hate my generation. We're just so I fucking think stupid. Resource vampires. What
1: I'm what I'm hearing is that your actual life experience, all of your memories from childhood, are episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? So maybe you're just like, oh yeah, those kids in those stories are doing what I do.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense now, actually. <laughs> Oh my god, we're really cracking this case wide open—the case of Phoebe Bottoms.
1: <laughs> I try. <laughs> we're going to move on to our "How Obsessed Are You?" questions. So, do you think about—are you afraid of the dark every day? Now I do. You mean after you thought about doing it on the podcast? Yeah.
0: Um, I, I think about the Monkey Paw episode,
1: Turkey yeah. Claw.
0: Turkey the claw, turkey monkey paw. paw. Whatever. Turkey claw, monkey paw. I think about that episode more often than I do episodes of any TV show I watched as a child.
1: No, I mean I understand it got into young age,
0: but it still scares me. Yeah. Does that count?
1: Absolutely. So I mean I understand the the um, fear of losing loved ones. I understand the the I think main point of that story and all its iterations of be careful what you wish for. But what part of that is is sticking to you? I mean so much
0: I had really bad separation anxiety as a kid okay so I think the idea of like being accidentally separated from your family yeah. was like perfect for me okay like just tailored exactly to what I was afraid of okay I mean and also like I love my family yeah you know what it was too it was the fact that like it wasn't the kid making the wish it was this it was a stupid friend. And there was no, he had no control over it.
1: Oh, yeah. So it's a real loss of agency. It's not even that I made a dumb thing.
0: Total loss of agency. Okay. And the fact that you can like, like say something the wrong way and it will, it like affects.
1: Okay. It
0: has some like massive effect. The monkey paw, the short story, scared the shit out of me too for the same reason. Yeah. Also the movie bedazzled (laughs) with Elizabeth Hurley and Brendan Brendan Fraser. (laughs) Same idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, I haven't seen Bedazzled in a while, but I'm remembering. Well, let me tell
0: you about Bedazzled. How much time do we have? (laughs) Go for it. Once upon a time, Brendan Fraser was some sort of guy, and Elizabeth (laughs) Hurley showed up and was like, hey, I'm the devil. Would you like to make some wishes? And Brendan Fraser was like, I'm in love with a girl named Allison. I don't know why I remember that. So, he makes all these wishes trying to create a life where this girl, Allison, if that's her real name, I get a prize. I get the dollar back that I lost for myself earlier. Summer, yeah. So, anyway, all the wishes he made, like, he wants to be wealthy, and then he turns out to be, like, a drug dealer or something. And then... Uh that's bedazzled. That's
1: <laughs> <laughs> This is why you probably wouldn't have been cast on are you afraid of the dark?
0: Hey. Oh, I see. Cuz that's my midnight. Now with the approval of the Midnight Society, I present to you the tale of Bedazzled. <laughs> uh no, at the end he's like he wishes that Allison has a nice life cuz he's going to die and then Elizabeth Hurley was like, "You passed the test." Oh. And he's like, all right.
1: So is there the is there any element of of uh, feeling tested by life, or is it just the wrestling with the lack of agency and making the wrong choice? Are you
0: asking me specifically about the movie Bedazzled and the theme no, that, or in my life?
1: In your life.
0: Yeah. I think I have I have like a definite need to be in I'm not a controlling person, but I like to have as much preparation yeah. as possible. And like try to avoid their making any decision that would result in negative consequences. Yeah. For example, at the end of every day, if something bad hasn't happened to me, I assume I just made the right decisions and I avoided ah. something narrowly. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. Do you, is it just a, "whoo"? I made it? Or do yeah. you think like, I worded that email correctly and therefore nothing bad happened. Do you no, like, micromanage like, it?
0: Like even, so last night I was, I had to work in Santa Monica and drove home at like 11. And I choose between taking Sunset from the West Side or Santa Mo- Wilshire to Santa yeah. Monica. I was going down Santa Monica and I was like, I'm going to take Sunset. And I was like, if I get in a car accident, there's... A sliding door where I stayed on Santa Monica and I would have made the right decision. Or by getting on Sunset, I avoided an accident on Santa Monica that could have happened. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely.
0: It's kind of like a long explanation for it. It, It's just this idea that like you're always because, you know, like I've been rear ended on the freeway. And it's you can't help but think if I had left five minutes earlier. Right. If I had been in the other lane in, or behind this car, my car wouldn't have gotten totaled. Yeah. So like it's stuff like that, and I think that, for example, the tur- the turkey situation, is kind of a reflection of that. Yeah. Does that? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm going down like a real
1: no, no, psychological no, no. rabbit hole no, with everybody. No, no, no. I think it's good. I think uh I, I think it's why a lot of us feel a lot of anxiety right now when there being there are a lot of natural disasters. There's a lot of gun violence. There's a lot of. Uh, Whatever you think of any level of politics, there's a lot of saber rattling of incredibly dangerous things happening and sweeping changes happening. So I think any of us prone to anxiety are really, really extra anxious.
0: I'm so much more calm about like I'm afraid of like earthquakes and stuff. I'm afraid I'm afraid of all those things, but I'm less anxious about things that are out of my control.
1: Okay. So you're just like, hey, if a meteor comes, not my problem. Exactly. But if I get in a car accident, I took the wrong street. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. In- I nothing
0: I do is going to affect us getting bombed by North Korea. Right. But if I decide to take fountain one day <laughs> and a, you know, a meteor falls on my car yeah. or a tree crashes down or something, like yeah. even talking about it right now. I'm nervous at the idea that like something's gonna happen. Yeah, that's that's the turkey claw effect.
1: Yeah, is okay.
0: By saying it out loud, I'm like, am I wishing? Uh. Am I doing something by putting it out there that's going okay. to like?
1: I think that is. A, insightful, and thank you for sharing. Hey. And B, a great answer to my question. you, Okay, think good. About- <laughs> I wasn't sure that
0: if what I've just said is like listening to someone's dream where it's incredibly unrelatable. And like- I, do- okay, I cool.
1: don't think so at all. All right. But move on to the next how obsessed are you question. Uh, I know you have done uh, Brian Cook's erotic fan fiction show many times. I just did it times. again
0: a couple days ago for oh, right. PodFest. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Have you ever done or would you ever do Are You Afraid of the Dark?
0: Oh, that's a really good idea. That's a really good idea. Yes, I, mean, I all- absolutely would. <laughs> I'm halfway there. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. He throws non dairy creamer into the fire and whips his dick out. And oh, that's such a good idea. Yeah, I'm gonna. I will do that someday. Okay, that's I, the next one I'm gonna do. I want to have
1: Stig in that story, and it's a. It, it's still being released as a podcast, right?
0: He's not, he hasn't done it for a couple months. Okay.
1: But there are a bunch of episodes and you've appeared multiple times and it's hilarious so people yeah. should check it out, especially well, the episodes with Phoebe. <laughs> uh, if someone was trashing Are You Afraid of the Dark at a party, would you defend it?
0: I would join in and then do that thing where it then reaches a point and some, that asshole just like starts defending it a little <laughs> bit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people who trick you into thinking that you're on the same team and you can like, you know be <laughs> shitty about something but then it, they're like yeah but i okay okay that's enough and i'd be like look it had some artistic integrity most of the episodes were based on novels and yeah stories what, like- intentionally so if parents complained about the show
1: oh really they could be
0: like well it's a book
1: Oh yeah. right. So like look, this is we didn't make this up. Yeah, exactly. Look, this asshole wrote it. Or, yeah. like it's an old fairy tale. Isn't that smart? This old Russian asshole wrote it sometime, yeah. like hundreds of years ago. Blame shirts. <laughs> uh would you buy Are You Afraid of the Dark merch? Like socks, action yeah. figures, underwear. I,
0: oh my god, I absolutely would. I would pay upwards of oh, see, but I could have spent seven dollars to buy <laughs> The actual show. That's different. Yeah. That's different. I would I would buy Are You Afraid of the Dark all day long if I was solvent.
1: Okay. So what is your, like, dream merch for dream Are You Afraid merch. of the Dark? Are you, money's Socks no are a fun
0: idea. Oh.
1: Would you want, like, a van that says Are You Afraid of the Dark on the oh, side? are Like, money is truly no option. Like, I'm interested in how you would like to express to both the rest of the world and yourself. Because I think that's what merch is about is it's for the person who buys it, but it's also externalizing your obsession so inevitably, some amount of other people will see it.
0: There was a clown doll that they sold on the internet for like $11,000. I would find the person who <laughs> bought that. I assume they bought it to have sex with it. And then, and then uh, I'd buy that. I would buy... Is it from this, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. Okay. I would buy the set. I would buy the Midnight Society set.
1: Oh, the, it, the was campfire. it a set? The campfire set? It
0: was. They shot... They shot a lot outside, and there was, like, a mosquito infestation, so, like, they lost a lot of takes to the kids being like, I hurt.
1: (laughs) And the crew had to
0: wear beekeeper suits Okay. to keep all the mosquitoes out, so they built a set, and I would buy that set.
1: Okay, you would buy it? Would you set it up in your home?
0: I would live in it. (laughs) I would have no fourth wall or a roof.
1: Where would you set it up, though? Would you set it up in Griffith Park and just live in the park? I mean, I would... In a in a backyard somewhere?
0: I would probably, like... There's, like, a plot of land by our house called the place where all the cats live <laughs> that we got engaged in front of.
1: <laughs> you got engaged in front of the cats? They were the witnesses?
0: We had a thing where we... There's an empty lot that's full of garbage and a bunch of cats that we called the place where all the cats live. And we had a thing where if you saw a cat in the place where all the cats live, you could make a wish on a cat and it would hurt the cat. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, and then one day uh, I saw a cat and I silently made a wish that Matt would, my husband now, would propose to me. As I was doing that, he bent down on one knee to tie his shoe and then saw how I was looking at him. I mean he was already like gonna do it at some point. Okay. Didn't ever ring or anything. Yeah. But saw the look on my face as he looked up while being bended over on one knee and was like, All right, let's do it. And that's Is how- that the way he
1: asked or Yeah, that's the way we
0: got engaged. We were we're halfway a mile away from the mountains, from the ocean. I told him though I would much rather get engaged in a grocery store than like yeah. on a pier. Wow. Um, yeah. So fun? no
1: wonder you have this connection to uh, I can will things into being. Yeah. Because it seems like that moment in front of the garbage and the cats, you had an understanding and you believe this is the way it should go. But if he had not had his shoelace untied, you would not have gotten exactly. engaged in that moment and had that lovely memory. Yeah. All right. So you would buy. I would buy lots the place
0: where stuff. the cats live. I would set it up there, and I would just live in a fenced off
1: <laughs> garbage
0: lot on a set piece.
1: Okay. Cool. Um, if you were out in the woods camping, I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's a thing you do, but just imagine. Okay, good. So you're out in the woods, you're camping, and somebody says, there's this mysterious hole in the ground, and inside it is a lost season of Are You Afraid of the Dark from the 90s that no one has ever seen. Would you stick your hand in the hole to get that lost season of Are You Afraid of the Dark?
0: I mean, how deep is the hole?
1: You don't know until you stick your hand in.
0: What is this question?
1: <laughs> it's, it's it's how obsessed are you? It's what kind of weird things are you willing to do? And since it's creepy Halloween time, I'm coming out with the wood hole no, question.
0: No, no. I, <laughs> I just don't think of holes as like inherently scary.
1: A random hole in the woods is not scary. Maybe I need to spend more time doing research about no, the woods no, no. and You're, holes.
0: I'm, it's not a criticism of the question. <laughs> I promise. Okay. It's... Me trying to figure out how I feel about holes in the woods, (laughs) which I've never had to figure out before.
1: Okay. Would it be scarier if it was in a tree? No. How about if you needed to go into a cabin? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's a a creepy cabin. Yeah. In the woods. And like in there, you don't know what else is in there, but in there you believe is a lost season. Do you care about the show enough? Do you care about seeing brand new episodes that you would face your fears and go into the creepy cabin?
0: Let me tell you this one more time. I didn't buy- A season of the show that I haven't seen for $7. I don't think I'm going to go in the cabin.
1: Okay. What if it was a really, really nice house? Okay. Not creepy at all. Sure. Uh, In fact, it was a museum (laughs) of a nice cabin, a nice historical museum. There's nothing creepy about it, but it costs $7 to enter.
0: No. Are there other things to do? Okay. (laughs) If there's free food... In there, I will go in. I guess it's not free because it's seven dollars. It's seven dollars, but it's they're to...
1: wiener trees. Okay. I don't meat, though, All right, ah, if
0: it's turkey sausage, I'll go in.
1: <laughs> it's turkey sausage and there is plastic bins full of melons.
0: Oh. I you'd never get me to leave. <laughs> That's my home now.
1: Okay. All right. That answers my question. A
0: nice house slash museum in the woods with turkey sausage, plastic. Bins of fruit for as far as the eye can see and one unreleased season of the 90s show are you afraid of the dark
1: I follow my imagination where it takes me I love it <laughs> uh, if every time you watched are you afraid of the dark someone from Canada became inexplicably terrified and they didn't know why would you still watch are you afraid of the dark
0: yeah of course <laughs> They're too, they've got it too easy up there. <laughs> They're just getting a glance of what it's like to be an American. Right. I get scared for, I, I just have low roiling fear every day yeah. and sometimes it spikes. Yeah. Just because I'm like, oh, everything's so bad. Yeah. Um. So yeah, in their gunless, <laughs> sexy president <laughs> town, their little towns. With nothing to worry about, no earthquakes. They have it so easy.
1: It's kind of cold.
0: We're fr- you know where yeah, we're know. from.
1: We're from Minnesota. You and I can both handle the cold.
0: I want. I want. You know what I want. I want every time I watch an episode of Are You Afraid of, of the Dark? I want poutine to disappear slowly. <laughs> like you want to take like some of the Marty from McFly from in. Are you in Back to the Future? Where his hand starts. I want all the poutine to sort of start vanishing just sort
1: of flexing in and out of existence yeah and then it's just gone entirely and suddenly people who just ate it feel hungry again
0: i love canadians yeah i love canada yeah went to toronto recently great place yeah but yeah if i can make life a little harder for them just to <laughs> knock them down to our level <laughs> sure
1: excellent uh i ask everybody to make a noise to sum up their obsession what noise can you make to sum up your obsession with are you afraid of the dark and or that episode can it be Radio like a sing-songy can i do like yeah.
0: like dude i always when it i hear it in my head and then it comes out sounding like x-files that might be the fault <laughs> of the composer it's just this x-files soundtrack okay um <laughs> <laughs> whoosh, that's the fire
1: oh okay whoosh.
0: or the match in the beginning that lights itself. i do not know how that match lights itself the match
1: that lights itself yeah but so, so that's the sound that you want to make that's your final whoosh. answer whoosh.
0: Why? Is it not good?
1: No, it's great. I like it. That's it. <laughs> the, the turkey sound was great. But I like the foosh. foosh because it is...
0: Both of those things together.
1: Combust. Something's beginning. And that's the fun uh, part of like horror stories. It's like the beginning of horror stories to me are always the best of like, oh, the door is creaking open. We're going to do this. Yeah.
0: Then, it's the anticip- yeah. anticipation is the most scary thing.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah so that's a great noise. Uh, I have been letting people rate their own obsessions oh. so on a scale of one to seven
0: yelp myself is what you're saying Yeah,
1: exactly i want you to yelp yourself uh we're gonna say out of seven turkeys because they are terrifying
0: seven turkey claws
1: seven turkey claws fair enough um seven turkey sorry claws. to
0: sorry to negate you no
1: that, this is a yes and and a no but place <laughs> <laughs> I welcome the no buts. Um, so seven turkey claws is the highest. One turkey claw is the lowest. Where do you put yourself on the obsession scale?
0: You know, I would say like a five turkey claw.
1: Okay. What holds you back from going higher? Is it that... Uh, Lack
0: of access.
1: Okay. Lack of access. And it's something that, that has had an impact in your life from your youth, and it has radiated, but it's not like you're trying to make this a part of your life. It's not like you're out here in Hollywood pitching, Are You Afraid of the Dark too?
0: Well, they had "Are You the free of the Dark" too. They okay. Had second generation.
1: But you're not pitching three. I should. Are you should. Of the dark three, dude? I should. <laughs> you should.
0: Oh man, watch me go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> which a rabbit hole I would not, which I would gladly stick my hand into. <laughs> by the way.
1: Okay. Well, I fully I accept your five rating. Uh, now that because you're it scared to me for that. so long. Yeah, yeah. I
0: I love the show. Okay. I love it. Five Turkey Claw.
1: Five Turkey Claw. And y- you would maybe even want to meet Stig. Maybe. You do want Stig to stay far away. That's a line you won't cross. Yeah. I can tell by your face. That's a I line don't. you won't cross.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I like <laughs> having my skin. You know what I bet Stig does? I bet Stig puts milk in his cereal before the cereal.
1: <laughs> and that's a sign of just being have, grotesque?
0: Have you ever met anyone who does that?
1: Uh, No. I don't you know think how so. I, I, think know I know you, I've you haven't? I've experimented with it uh to see what it was like when i was a kid like but how high will the milk splash? that
0: doesn't count i mean okay. like at like rich have you met a person who puts milk in their cereal first
1: if i have they've hit it from me
0: i knew that you hadn't because you're still alive <laughs> stig does that okay i would he would be wearing my face on his face this is
1: my promise to you we just got a few minutes left of the podcast i will not mention stig the pre-milk pourer again
0: you can if you want.
1: I don't want to. I can I see don't that either. it actually chills you to the bone.
0: <laughs> I'm sc- I'm like a little scared right now.
1: I know. We were on that happy positive moment of where you were excited excited to go down the rabbit hole, stick your hand in the rabbit hole of pitching Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> Season 3. Episode, yeah, volume 3.
0: <laughs> I just imagined what he'd have like a pit in his house.
1: <laughs> yes, let's. That's re-
0: a hole I would be scared of. <laughs> Alright? The hole I wouldn't stick my hand down in is the pit in Stig's Current day ba- basement. <laughs> no online presence? Are you yeah.
1: serious? Probably listens to so many podcasts. Anyway. Would you fuck do i fuck What is that from? It's Buffalo Bill. Oh right.
0: When was the last time you watched Science of the Lambs?
1: Uh about a year and a half ago.
0: It's perfect. I just it's watched a beautiful it again. Poem. Oh. That's yeah. a good uh, like scary movie obsession.
1: Yeah, I'm beautiful in that it is well made. It's not like I think that's
0: the, you know, the switcheroo. Yeah. Best switcheroo. Yeah. That and, yeah, it's, it's a, it, so good.
1: It is a good one. Uh, let's do some plugs. Uh, what do you want to uh, have people uh, actively do after hearing you on the podcast? Okay. Follow you on all these social media, come to your shows.
0: Yeah, follow me. Currently, my favorite platform on the internet is Instagram. Yeah. I, I love Instagram.
1: Instagram is very pleasant.
0: Oh, it's so great. Follow me on Instagram.
1: Yeah. And is it- At
0: Phoebe Bottoms. It's P-H-O-E-B-E. Nice. B-O-T-T-O-M-S.
1: And then do you have a website or anything for I do. shows? I Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> I, you know, I post it on Instagram also. Like okay, I cool. have, there's more traffic there than there is like.
1: Yeah. That people go to websites. Yeah. yeah. That's a thing. From... But if
0: you want to, it's PhoebeBottoms.com. If you want to send me a message <laughs> from my GoDaddy account, that's always exciting. Um, you leave a comment. <laughs> It'll be emailed to me and I'll think it's spam okay. right away.
1: And you've been and doing fun. a lot of stand up lately.
0: Yeah. Um I'm I'm out of town for the next couple weeks, so I don't have much going on okay. for this next month. Yeah. But uh, once again, follow me up. All right. Also, uh, the episode of the live episode of competitive erotic fanfiction oh, that yeah. I did the other day. I did Oregon Trail. Oh,
1: that's great. It was
0: really fun. Uh, that should be did going on. I did win.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm um, four out of five now. That's amazing. So there's that. You can find me on other podcasts, et cetera.
1: Excellent. And uh, here's some quick plugs for Obsessed, and then we will do our final questions. You can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram, yay, is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. Also, you can check out my pop culture station on Anchor, which is called Head Cannon. and for info on upcoming shows and comedy albums and stuff, you can check my website, <laughs> if you like that kind of thing, at josephscrimshaw.com. And in particular, uh, only a few days after this episode is being released, uh, I am doing a live episode of Obsessed. It's Saturday, October 14th at Westside Comedy as part of their festival, and it is going be- to. be all about the television show Stranger Things. My guests are going to be Hal Lublin, my wife Sarah Scrimshaw, and Jeff May. So come check that out. Again, that's josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows. All right. Those are all
0: wonderful people.
1: Yeah, aren't they?
0: Those are three excellent people. Like,
1: I like good humans. Oh,
0: I'm doing uh, Jeff May's mint show oh mint on, on card in january as the year's best of oh i'm so touched that's great isn't that fun yeah so come to that in january
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a great show can it's i like... ask
0: you a question real quick yeah does it s- i'm getting over a cold is that distracting i no. apologize if it's distracting no if i sound sniffly
1: no you don't sound sniffly at all all right yeah and i'll run a sniffle filter all right cool. <laughs> on the episode and it'll be fine uh all right so here are our final questions if this Halloween you could get an unlimited supply of any candy or treat, what would it be?
0: Oh, dude. Snickers. <laughs> I love Snickers. Yeah.
1: What? I, I I like them too. Why do you think they're the superior candy?
0: I was just talking to my friend about this the other day. I they did such a good job marketing it as a meal. Yes. Like no other candy yeah. did that. And I don't As we've clearly covered before, my greatest anxiety comes from body image stuff. Yeah. So I don't let myself eat candy very much. Okay. Snickers is like a delight. It's so comforting. Like it's so good and you get so much for your money (laughs) with the Snickers, which is important to me right now. The protein? There's nuts. Peanuts aren't good for you, but it feels like there's some value you're getting some yeah. nutrition you're getting from it protein there's nougat there's <laughs> chocolate is there caramel in there i think there is dude. god it's yeah, so it's got good it all. it's so good also kit kats
1: kit kats are pretty good
0: gummy bears
1: <laughs> you're going down dude, and down on I, the nutrition I, level but
0: i really i really like candy i miss well, it
1: halloween's coming up can you have some candy for halloween it's part of the reason for the season. Yeah, I
0: find I let myself have a tiny Snickers because I won fanfiction. So I think I'll I'll schedule and I'll pencil in some candy for Halloween. <laughs> All
1: right. The next show that I book you on, I will set up a uh, fake com- competition. Okay. And then I'll make sure that you win. <laughs> Just so you so can, can have in, a Snickers bar. I can
0: barely indulge I can eat I can chew on Snickers and bird it like an <laughs> asshole. Ugh. All
1: right. Next of these final questions is if your hands could turn into animals. What animals would you want your hands to turn into? Oh
0: my God. Turkey claws. (laughs) I would just want dried turkey claws. No, I wouldn't. I would. Yeah, because then you'd have all these wishes. wishes. Yeah, you don't want that. I was just trying to be clever. Like, okay, uh, are they full sized animals or are they like the hands of the ant? Am I some kind of gorgon? No, Medusa's a gorgon. What's a manticore? Am I like a manticore where it's like just, I'm now all of a sudden. Parts of other animals?
1: Yeah, see, I, I see it two or different ways. Or my
0: wheeling sloths as hands, full-size uh, That's sloths. the
1: most entertaining to me, that your your hands... Now, you can transform back and forth, so it's like a werewolf-type situation. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> this, this is making it more... At your command, your yeah. hands will turn into a full animal. They will still be attached to your wrist, but you'll just now have an animal there. <laughs> I just moved my hands in a this, jazz hands fashion, which only makes it more disturbing. Now,
0: the visual of it is so good. <laughs> can, okay. Mm, and they're regular sized, like they're the actual size of the animal. Yeah,
1: like if you got elephants, you got an issue. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> drawn and quartered
0: by my own hands. Um, koi fish would be fun.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, you had a relationship with the fish uh, when you were hosting Comedy Palace, right? Oh, you greeted Daniel. the, the aquarium fish in the the Chinese restaurant that you did a stand up show, hosted a stand up show. My in sweet, the room above, sweet boy. and you walk past the. Was this a koi fish?
0: No, he was a puffer fish. He's a
1: puffer fish.
0: Oh, go on Instagram. He's all over the place. <laughs> I miss him so. My mom just brought him up the other day. And it made me tear up. <laughs> Big cartoon eyes. But yeah, koi-, koi fish are funnier. They look like Daniel, like puffer fish look beautiful. They look like cartoons. Yeah. So they're always smiling. Koi fish look stupid. <laughs> they're like, but your mouths do that dumb fish thing where it's like, <laughs> Up.
1: Oh, they just kind of open yeah, for no like, reason? Yeah. <laughs>
0: the <have> big, <laughs> bewildered eyes are like big enough to be funny, but not big enough to be cute. Yeah. They're placed so poor. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, koi- you're
1: selling me on koi fish hands. Koi fish hands. <laughs> that is a beautiful. And it'd be
0: the sound of slapping things would be <laughs> in, unparalleled.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Funny and disgusting, which is just the way I like it. <laughs> uh and the final question for everyone on the podcast you've answered before but you can now answer again what, what is, is happiness, happiness? <gasps> you actually remembered most yeah. people are like they're like yeah i've been on the podcast before i've listened to several and then i might ask them what is happiness are like oh yeah shit
0: no i i know the routine <laughs> happiness is knowing that a canadian is being <laughs> brought down to our level my level of Constant burbling dread. Yeah. The idea of Poutine. Poutine? Poutine slowly vanishing <laughs> like Poutine. in front of some Justin Trudeau's very eyes is amazing. <laughs> Rob Ford coming back to life and being reelected as the crack-addled, hooker-mongering zombie mayor of Toronto it makes me happy.
1: All right. So you just want to feel like as America, we are not alone in our terror. Yeah. And you would give you some better sense of peace and calm to say, even our neighbors to the north are joining us in constant roiling terror.
0: Yeah. I think equality is equality what is makes happiness. me happy. <laughs> This is what makes happiness. And
1: so zombies <laughs> must rule Toronto. Yep. I think that's a great answer. Well, thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing the podcast.
0: <laughs> Thanks for having me. Would you like some fruit?
1: I would. Let's each take a bite of fruit. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Do you want to share the... F- here. You can use your fingers if you want. I just assume your hands yeah. are clean.
1: Yeah. Well, here. I'll, it's your own fruit. I'll pay you back for the fruit. But it just seems it <laughs> yeah. seems like a true happy way to end the podcast with melon noises. Come on. It's pretty good, right? Uh-huh.
0: It's like... I like it after it's been warm for a while because it gets softer in its own juices. <laughs> Anyway, dripping down my
1: happy halloween that is our podcast you've been listening to obsessed joseph scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest rate five stars if you're impressed
0: (laughs) i got stuck in my throat (laughs) what am i here I. I love coughing up pieces of fruit. Like you get stuck. <laughs> <You're> like <coughs> and like it happened and some guy walked by and he was like, what are you? What? what are you? He didn't say it, but you could just tell by the way he looked at me. He was like, are you even a homo sapien?